Another 95.1 The Peak exclusive interview. For more discussions about your community, visit the Talk of the Town page at thepeakfm.com. And joining us for another Ask the Experts, we talk to Dr. Jackie Pancats at Mountain Vista Veterinarian Hospital. Uh, Dr. Pancats, uh, you have had some very busy times even throughout this whole COVID. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, I'm busy at the clinic, and um, right now I'm away on a training course. Actually, I'm calling from Colorado, so good morning from Colorado. Good um, morning. Yeah, so it's uh, it has been busy times, and just just, just traveling right now is a little a little uh, crazy as well. But uh, but it's great. I'm doing a training course down here, so I'm it's glad to be back in the classroom again. Jackie, I look at the long list of letters that come behind the name Dr. Jackie Pancans, and then you've got all kinds of training and certification. How long do you keep training for? You know what? Um, it really is lifelong. Um, I'm sort of a perpetual learner, and, um, you know, it, you just, you just, the nice thing about veterinary medicine is that you, you never know everything, and so there's always something new, uh, something new and exciting to learn out there. There's new technology to learn, so... Um, you know, I, I think when we become vets, we sort of are dedicated to, to learning, you know, kind of forever until our career's over. One of the interesting things that, that comes about from this technology is that as veterinarians, I would imagine over the years, you've been able to do more and more and more and, and deal with more complicated uh, situations with pets. But that comes with a price tag because all that training and all the technology that you have to have, mm-hmm. um, you've got to compensate for that through fees, right? Correct. Yeah, I, I think what sometimes um, people don't realize is that you know vet clinics are they're 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 private businesses. They're you know we don't get funding from the government. Um, we basically um, start these practices up out of our you know with, with loans and things like that. And as we invest in technology, um, you know that comes with a cost as well. And so you know we do unfortunately have to you know charge to to compensate for both for training and and um, for purchasing and, and and investing in these types of technologies. I know for some families that cost can be daunting because in many ways you're kind of exploring into the unknown when you adopt a pet or purchase a pet. Uh, You know, you you might have all the best intentions, but it can be a little fearful when you think, well, what if what if this pet starts costing me thousands of dollars a year? Right. You know, I think that starts when 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 somebody decides to own a pet. I mean, I think. We have to realize that there's going to be certain costs, you know, vaccines, food, and, sure. and, and things like that. But it's the unexpected. Um, and so, you know, I think in this day and age, one thing to really consider, and, and a lot of people don't really even realize it exists, is, um, you know, there's pet insurance out there um, that you can look into and invest. There's many companies um, that you can look into um, where, you know, you put a little bit away every month for your pet. And, and if, you know, something, God forbid, there's a you know a hit by car or a broken leg or you, know, you need intestinal surgery because there's been a foreign body. Um, pet insurance is a great way to help make those things affordable. Um, so I think that's that's great. You can certainly put away you know a little bank account yourself and sort of save things up. Um, but you know I think in this day and age I think pet insurance should be something that everybody's kind of you know looking at. Um, and there's also you know there are some. Um, uh, foundation set up through the OVMA. We have something called Farley Foundation that can help people that are in a real pinch. And of course, you know, um, you know, some shelters also have some great programs as well. So there's, there are some, you know, there are some options out there. But I think pet insurance is, is one thing that 
um, should be really considered by pet owners in this day and age, and if they can do it. Especially when it comes to when we own a pet. For some, as John was saying, it does become so expensive that then they don't actually get the proper care for their animal that they should be getting. So at least this on the back burner would be able to uh, know that, that it's not going to come all out of pocket. They're going to be able to possibly afford to get their pet the care that they need. Yeah, I, I think it's really peace of mind. You're, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes we're, we're stuck at these decisions where we know a pet needs, you know, this and that test or this and that treatment, but, you know, the pet owner doesn't have the finances to do that. So we might have to, you know, pick plan B or plan C, which, you know, is okay, but, you know, it may not be the best, you know, option or the best, um, you know, solution for the problem that comes up. So, so you're kind of, you're, you're right in that, you know, we can, we can offer the best practices when pet owners have um, pet insurance. You know, we can do all the options where in human medicine, you know, it's just kind of a given, you know, you order up a CT, okay, I'll go get a CT. We don't really think of the cost of, of what's associated with that. With the pet insurance in your experience, is it easy to get to 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 make claims uh, you know are, are these company, companies reputable are they are they paying off right well you know I, I think that's where you have to do your due diligence i think back in the day when they first started up they kind of had a little bit of a bad rap you know mm. even i have people that come in and say you know gosh i bought this and they didn't cover me for anything and <laughs> i think they've gotten much better i i think the you know the key is we deal we process lots of insurance claims for our, our practice the key is that you need to purchase it when the pet is young and healthy, mm. um, you know, once they have an ear infection, once they have a urinary tract infection, um, you know, when you get in pet insurance, they get the medical records, they're not going to cover for anything that's pre-existing. And I think that's where sometimes people kick themselves. They're right. like, oh, I, I, I was going to do that, and now I've got a diabetic animal. Um, so um, they are great, but you've got to remember, you've got to sign up um, really before there's any major health issues. What is some of the, when you're doing your due diligence and researching uh, for a insurance plan, what are, what are some of the things you, you need to look for? What are, what are the important check boxes? Well, I think you need to look at the different plans. You know, do you want a plan that's going to cover, you know, all veterinary care or, you know, have you already budgeted for, you know, maybe a dental or, mm. you know, vaccinations or do you want just, um, you know, my, my biggest thing is I like the accidental illness care, the, the unexpected. Um, and so with that, then you want to look at what's the premium um, and what's the coinsurance payment. So some, you know, if you have to pay more out of pocket and then they cover it, you know, the premiums will go up with less coinsurance. Those are the things I think you need to look at. Um, and ask your friends and neighbors, you know, their experiences. Um, I would say probably about 30% of the people that come into our practice now have pet insurance. Wow. So there's going, to be, there's going to be somebody out there that's had experience with it. Um, and, you know, I, I think those, you know, just do your research that way. Again, veterinarians don't, we, do, we don't sell pet insurance. We don't recommend one versus another. Um, but there's, a, there's quite a handful of them out there now. So, um, you know, and, and most of them, I, I, I can't say that we've had a lot of problems with them. If folks wanted more information, Jackie, about uh, about pet insurance and, and what to look for, where should they go? Um, well, um, you can honestly, you can just go on the internet and Google pet insurance in Canada, mm-hmm. and it'll pop up, and you'll see a bunch of companies. Um, we have lots of information and brochures from different companies in our veterinary hospital. So usually, you can get that information from your veterinary 
uh, clinic as well. Um, and when puppies and kittens come in, we actually have a, a program set up where you can sign up for insurance that is um, free for four weeks. It's automatic, uh, automatically covered. Um, you know, if something happens in that time period, people can get a sense of how it works. And then after that time, if they're, you know, happy with that, um, they can sign up and, and, you know, start paying for the premium. So there's different ways of, um, uh, of um, finding that information out. But it's, it's pretty much out there on the Internet. You can just Google it and, and the different companies will pop up. Dr. Jackie Pankantz is the owner and chief veterinarian at Mountain Vista Veterinarian Hospital. Thank you so very Thanks, much Jackie. for joining us, Jackie. Thanks, Elmi and John. Have a have a great day. Ask the experts every Thursday morning on 95.1 The Peak. To listen to past shows or to send us your questions on a specific topic, visit our website at thepeakfm.com.